Hello everyone and welcome to another episode on the Growth Project Podcast, a podcast for you if you're ready to make a real impact in this lifetime. Whether you're looking to start your own business, travel the world, or simply live life with more purpose, the Growth Project Podcast will guide you every step of the way. Hosted by motivational speaker, life coach, and self-proclaimed truth dealer, Sharice Fear, you can be sure that the Growth Project Podcast will guide you in a progressive and authentic way towards your highest, most badass, unapologetic self. So sit back, buckle up, and get ready for the ride. Hello, 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 beautiful people. It's your girl Sharice here, and welcome to another episode on the Growth Project Podcast. As you guys know, I am forever your host. So for today's episode, oh my god, I am actually super excited to do this episode. I feel like this episode is really needed, and it's something that I kind of want to drill into your guys' head. Um, all of my growth babies, all of my self-development babes, all of my people who are super interested in healing and self-improvement and basically self-mastery and becoming the best version of yourself that you can and living the life that you want to live, you need to understand this one concept. It seems so counterintuitive especially from the way that we grew up, but it is so essential to growth. So as you guys know, on the Growth Project podcast, we talk all things growth related, spirituality, manifestation, self-development and improvement, love, relationships, and self-actualization, becoming the people who we actually want to be. So for the past month and a half, I've been doing my Fit for Fall challenge. It originally started as me just wanting to be more active because as I work from home now and my business grows from home now, um, I realize that sometimes I do miss seeing people um, even <laughs> like just for physical rea- like inter- interaction. I sometimes do feel like... Uh, It's nice just, you know, saying hi to people, talking to different people, even though it can get annoying when you do it a lot in the service industry, like in the customer service industry. um, There's still an aspect of like customer service that I miss and just getting to interact with so much people. And, you know, when you meet really nice people and everything like that, it could really like brighten up your day. And yeah, you just get to make like just these random connections. So Um, I've kind of missed that. And also I have missed the physical aspect when I was in customer service. I was on my feet all day. I was walking every day, you know, I was getting those steps in. And ever since I started my online coaching business, I haven't been getting that much steps in because I work mostly from home. I work from my computer and my phone and that is it. So, um, I wanted to be super intentional about moving my body And just getting more in shape, you know, just prioritizing my body. Um, I believe in growth in all aspects, multidimensional, mind, body, soul, spirit, bank account. (laughs) So um, I was like, "Hmm, the body, the body growth is lacking. We have to get back on it. 
So I decided to start just going for a run every single day, which I started Virgo season. Oh, perfect time to start. I was so motivated. I was like so like I literally trusted the transits and I was like Virgo seasons, my sixth house, it's going to help me become more um, like just consistent and like value my body more. So I was like, I, I started it then. I started in September and it was a 30 day challenge. Um, where I would get up every day and go run a couple of laps around my neighborhood. Um, I started with doing whatever I could do, and then I slowly increased it as the days um, as the days went. And honestly, guys, I'm so proud of myself. I won't freaking lie to you. I completed that challenge, and honestly, I'm actually pretty shook because I thought that there would be more days where I would be like, I don't want to do this, but like that happened a handful of times and it was mostly like when it rained and stuff like that. I was like, I don't want to go out there. So I think I missed two days um, out of my challenge maximum three days if I'm not misquoting myself but it's not like I missed those like I missed those days in being perfectly consistent we'll say but I didn't miss my 30 days that I did I actually ended up doing way more than 30 days um continuing instead of doing four weeks I ended up doing six weeks and I still get my runs in um at least one to two times a week now um but I completed the challenge. So there was a lot of things that this challenge taught me. And um, I just want to say thank you to all of the people who are listening who did the challenge with me. I'm super proud of you guys for showing up for yourselves and deciding like to follow this crazy lady on <laughs> on Instagram and um, do some cardio and go for walks and run on your treadmill and everything like that. Like, I just love to see people showing up for themselves and prioritizing their growth and their health and their self-love. So thank you guys for joining and um, just even supporting me from like all of the messages or the, the, the likes that I would get and just the encouragement emojis that you guys sent. I truly, truly appreciate it. So there are some things that this really really taught me as someone who has struggled with discipline and consistency basically her whole life you guys know that I've been trying to work on creating a routine um, especially working from home being your own boss a routine or like schedule or some sort of structure is super duper important when you have no one looking over your shoulder to tell you what needs to get done You need to be your own boss and you need to implement structure for yourself, which is hard when you have problem with consistency and discipline. And even more so when you are loved, when you love to chill and you love to be a little bit lazy, it is even harder. So fit for fall was definitely a pivotal moment. It showed me so much my growth. Um, I don't think that I really understood how much I grew until I did this challenge and I showed up consistently for all those days in a row for a full month and more in a row. I literally thought that I would not be able to complete this. I was very worried about starting this challenge and, 
you know, publicizing it because I was like, oh my God, when I'm going to fail or when I'm not going to go, like, I'm going to feel so embarrassed or I'm going to feel ashamed and like people are going to be counting on me and looking at, looking towards me. So I was very worried about starting this. But something that I learned and something that I want to tell you guys about that really helped me push during this time is understanding this concept that I'm going to explain now. So, you cannot hate yourself into love, change, or progress. You cannot hate yourself into love, change, or progress. Let that sit for a second. Think about what's already coming up in your mind. What came up for me during this time is that, and that's something that I've already believed is just confirmed to me more and more so. The reason why I got through this challenge wasn't because of I was just, I became all of a sudden super organized and so de- so disciplined. I was dedicated 100%. I was passionate about doing this. I was dedicated to doing this and I was intentional. I wanted this for my body. I wanted this for my health. But what really became the changing factor here is how I showed up for myself and how I talked to myself. So every single day when I would get out of bed and I had to run in the morning, that was the first thing I had to do. I tried to do it later in the evening. Like I would tell myself like, it's okay. Don't go this morning. You can do it later in the evening. I realized that I was setting myself up for failure when I did this because evening came. I never wanted to run and I literally had to push myself or my boyfriend would have to push me and be like, you didn't do your run today. So I just did that like a couple times and I realized, okay, no evenings it's a lie when my brain says you're gonna go in the evening it's lying to you just do it in the morning and every single morning that I woke up you know with this one objective go outside for your run and then when I was running so there's already first hurdle you know going outside getting ready going outside to run there is the first time your brain tries to tell you do we really need to do this? Can we go later? It's not that serious. And then you get through that. You just let your brain talk. You do your thing. You put on your clothes. You go outside. Now, as you're walking, I don't know. that This is how it, it happened for me. I'm walking. I know I'm going to go like three laps. My brain's like, maybe we can do like two laps and a half. Uh, maybe we could just stick to like another route today. Like we don't have to do the same one. Again, just shutting it up and then doing the thing, right? And then even when you're in the laps and you're on your second lap, my brain's saying, this is good. Um, You already did it. You don't need to do a third lap. You don't need to go an extra mile. Like, you're good. So I don't know if any other person's internal... like dialogue when it comes to exercise is this lazy or is this like um, avoidant of pain but mine is when it comes to physical exercise when it comes to things like the gym this is what the voice in my head sounds like but for other things it sounds very different 
So I found that very, very interesting because when it comes for doing things that I'm good at or things that I'm, I find super duper important, etc., the voice in my head sounds a little bit different. So one, I found that to be very, very interesting. Like, okay, the voice in your head doesn't sound the same for all aspects in your life. So this aspect or this part of myself didn't like was really avoided around physical activity. But truly and truly, what ended up changing everything for me was how I talked to myself before, during, and after doing my runs and for Fit for Fall. First of all, I was super duper happy every single time I completed a day, I posted it, I marked it off on my phone, like I was just so proud. And during the run like during the run I was coaching myself I was boosting myself I was in the moments that I needed to I was talking to myself there was moments where you know my brain was like stop it's hurting and I had to look at myself and be like it's not even hurting like your legs may be hurting but your heart can go more like your heart doesn't hurt so like keep running you're good like you can go you still have more fuel keep going keep going and I would blast music and I would just run. I would be like, keep going. Like, you got this. Um, when I would cut, cut around the corners, I'll be like, yo, this is light work. This is light work. This ain't nothing. You got this. Damn, two rounds already. That third one's going to be an easy breeze. I was running and I was like the whole entire time. I was like, this is so easy. This is so easy. This is so easy. I was saying, damn, I didn't know I was capable of this. I didn't know I was capable of this keep going, keep going. I was like, go, 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 keep going. You got this. Oh, light work. Okay. Okay. Like I was literally talking to myself like that in my head as I was running. I was encouraging myself. I was coaching myself. Even the times where I started running super slow and I started dragging along, I was like, pick up the pace, pick up the pace. When you're slower, you put more toll on the body. You want to stop when you're when you when you run too slow. Pick up the pace. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get it done quicker if you go faster. Um, things like that. Like I was really coaching and encouraging myself, and that was the hugest difference this time on why I was able to complete a full month worth of physical activity versus literally being pained in the past that was the huge difference y'all i encouraged myself i was there for myself i was literally fighting the demons and fighting the battles with me i didn't leave myself i was there with myself i coached myself i encouraged myself and once i finished i gave myself a huge fucking pat on the back i would literally clap out loud real life like once i'm finishing my lap my lap i would put my hand over my head i'll be like yes I would clap. I would say, damn, I'm so proud of you. Okay, you won today, Sharice. You you beat yourself today. Um, Well, I beat that voice in my head. And it was so incredible. Like, honestly, I still, it seems like nothing now, but I'm like, yo, I really did (laughs) like six weeks of a challenge and I really stick to it. Like, I've never done that. I've never, ever done that in my life. Like the only thing that I I do consistently every single day are biological 
processes like sleeping, eating, and even eating can be some days I will, I would not eat in the past, but like now I eat all the time. But I'm just saying like to be consistent on something that I was intentional about, something I said I was going to do and I did it every single day, it brought just so much more confidence in myself and confidence that I can do hard things and that I can do the things that I set out to do even if I don't know everything that I need to know, even if I'm not fully equipped, even if my knees were hurting at a certain point and I had to adjust um, my route or warm up a little bit more. I trusted myself and I be- I felt so freaking confident during this challenge and once it was completed to the point where I just kept on going. And now I've kind of reduced the amount so I don't go every single day, especially since it started being cold out. But um, right now I'm just focusing on longevity and keeping physical activity in my life. So finding substitutes for the days that I don't go out um, to keep that physical activity in my life. So two things I want to leave with you guys when it comes to change, when it comes to transformation, when it comes to growth, and when it comes to progress. Doing the things that you said you were going to do to the best of your ability, so not perfectly. There were some days I didn't do the three laps. I I barely made it at two. I was like, damn, what happened? Like, I did three yesterday. I did four the day before. How come today... like I barely have two in and that was interesting because I would see like days when I didn't sleep well days when I didn't eat well I have less energy but it's very interesting and not every single day I I like beat my yesterday like some days I did three or four and then the day after I, I just like yo two was it for me I was huffing and puffing so I but I did give it I did give it my best. I did show up to the best of my ability. And I think that what was important for me. The fact that I went outside every single day and I did it. To the point where as long as I was outside, I was like, I'm proud of you. Because you literally got up, put your clothes out and put your clothes on and went to run in the morning. Like, I'm already proud of you. Like anything you do beyond this point <laughs> is it's marvelous. Um, but I still, you know, I'm a little bit competitive, so I wanted to beat certain dates and always improve, always progress. Like that's my thing. But I truly learned that when you do what you say you're going to do and when you show up for yourself, even for things that you never said, ever like never did before, um, I really didn't know if I was going to fully complete these uh, 30 days fit for fall. I didn't know if I would just like be in week two, um, you know, and survive the dip of motivation and um and survived the dip. Um, I think you guys know what the dip is, but if you don't, I highly recommend that you listen to episode 16, uh, I believe, 13 or 16 of this podcast. It's titled How to Stay Consistent When You Feel Lazy, Surviving the Dip Plus Staying Motivated. Um, that podcast, you know, I talk a lot about the dip and the dip is usually um, after we, when we start off to do something um in the beginning we are highly motivated we have a lot of dopamine it's new enough it's exciting enough to get us started and push through and then there comes a point where you know it's not as new the excitement kind of wears off um 
the novelty wears off and now we have to push a little bit more with our willpower versus before it was a little bit easier because it was like actually exciting to us so once you hit the dip this is where a lot of people quit and a lot of people kind of give up because it becomes harder and then you're kind of faced with this reality as well like okay this is not going to be as easy as I thought it was and a lot of people usually give up during that time so and I talk about in that episode some of the tactics and tricks that I use to get out of the dip and stay motivated. So um, if you guys want to check that out, go ahead. If you have anything that you want to stay consistent on, um, it will help greatly. But I went through the dip and I didn't, I was like, damn, actually during the two weeks of the dip is where I missed um, the two to three days that I was telling you guys about is through those things and one of the tactics that i used or one of the techniques that i used was replacement and i talk about that in the episode in which when things become kind of boring and your brain doesn't want to do it you can find a newer fun way to do the thing and like achieve your overall goal so what i did was i bought some tennis rackets for me and my partner and then you know instead of doing my run like for like during the weekends I would be able to go play tennis and I don't know if y'all be playing tennis but that shit works you up especially like going from the ball running really quickly like it's great cardio as well so I got to like like swap my runs for that and it was fun for me because I was learning I didn't really play tennis like that before So that kind of helped me stay motivated and stay on track with my overall goal. Because remember, the overall goal was not to just necessarily run every day. The overall goal, the purpose behind what I was doing, which is what we need to remember when we're setting goals, is the purpose behind what we're doing. So we don't get caught up in these vanity metrics is the purpose behind what I was doing was to move my body more because I had been at home and I wanted to become fitter. I wanted to work on my cardio, especially since I live a relatively slower version of life right now. And um, I wanted to get my body moving. I wanted to get my blood pumping and I wanted to um, increase, I don't know, like heart, whatever is in my heart. Um, I wanted to increase that, increase my cardio. So that was the overall purpose. So instead of saying something like, oh, I wasn't actually really consistent um, or I didn't actually go run every day. Well, no, that's totally okay as well because it's not running. I'm not training for a marathon. I want to be healthier and fitter. And the purpose behind that is what really matters. So when I, like the fact that I employed that mindset really helped me stay on track because there were some days I was like uh and I was like you know what fuck it we are gonna do um like we're gonna keep it pushing but we can add elements that can make this more interesting for you like I literally went out I ran with my dog things like that as long as it stayed true to the purpose and as long as it was progressing me like towards the path 
that or towards the actual goal. So um, that's something I want to leave with you because a lot of times we set goals um, based on the actions that we need to perform, but not the overall purpose. And that can be something that sabotages us or gets in the way, um, especially when we have problems with things like perfectionism and overthinking and just overall being mean and hard to ourselves we can now see like, oh, well, I said I was going to run every day or I said I was going to walk every day, but I didn't end up doing that. And like, that is not like walking every day is yes, you um, is like part of the engagement that you chose to carry out your purpose, but always remember the purpose in itself. So The second thing that I wanted to leave you guys with, which will conclude our podcast today, is that there is no benefit. There's literally little to no benefit in beating yourself up. Now, if you guys don't believe me, please Google it. Please research it. There is literal neuroscience to prove the fact that The way you talk to yourself matters and the things you say to yourself can actually influence whether or not you um, complete the things that you say you will do. So especially when faced with a difficult task, it's so, so important to talk to ourselves kindly, to be super compassionate with ourselves, to be encouraging to be our own cheerleaders and to not beat ourselves up, to not tear ourselves down, to not tell ourselves all of the negative things that we may have heard growing up. It is so important. Like I said, there's literally test studies and neuroscience and neurologists who have spoken about the fact that literal self-compassion increases your chance of completing difficult things they did all of these studies with like different groups of people and like the first group of people they were told like everyone it was like they were in front of a difficult task the first group was like you have to say positive things to yourself while you do these tasks the second group had no guidance and the third group was told to say negative things the second group some of them did okay some of them didn't do okay The last group, (laughs) almost none of them, like a little bit of them actually completed the task and it was like through sheer will and like, like they completed the task, but in a way that was really hard and gruesome to them. And the first group, they had more winners in that group or more people who completed that task than the two other groups combined combined so if there was 10 per group they had more people who completed that task in the first group who talked positively to themselves versus the other two groups combined that just shows you the power that we hold when it comes to how we decide to treat ourselves and how we decide to talk to ourselves so important and i know we like to think that the harder we are on ourselves the better result that we're going to produce 
And I feel like especially in our cultures where we receive this type of like tough love type of vibe, we tend to internalize that and keep that with us. But some things I like to remind people is when your parents were quote unquote giving you that tough love or when they were screaming at you or when they were shaming you or guilt tripping you, did that actually make you a better person? One. And did that actually make you feel motivated to do the things that they wanted you to do by guilt tripping, shaming you, etc.? And three, did you look forward to now doing that thing because they guilt tripped you, shamed you, screamed at you to do it um, in the future? So the thing is that most times than not, the answer is no. We didn't, we didn't like that. We weren't motivated to do it after because we got guilt tripped or shamed or screamed at. And it made doing that whatever we were doing actually more painful and more dredged, like more dread than anything else. And it's the same thing that we do with ourselves. Yet for some reason, we've convinced ourselves that when we are actually mean to ourselves and we call ourselves little bitches and lazy asses and get the fuck up, you piece of shit, we think that Oh, that is what I need to get myself moving. But if you need a literal self-hate to get yourself up and moving to do a thing that you know yourself you need to do, what that what does that tell you about the state of being that you're in? What does that tell you about the type of relationship you have with yourself? What does that tell you? What if you had a friend that every single time you did something you wore something, you said something weird in an event at night, they were at the event, at the end of the event, like, yo, why are you so fucking weird? Why did you do this? Why did you wear that? Like, can you get it together? Can you fucking like get your shit together? Like, no one's gonna love you like this. Like, you can't do shit right. Um, We would call that an abusive relationship, guys. We would call that a verbally abusive, emotionally abusive relationship. Yet we do that to ourselves every single day in our heads. And then we wonder why we procrastinate, why we don't get shit done, why we don't do anything. Well, it's pretty simple, guys. We don't do anything because we don't trust ourselves. We don't trust that we can do this thing and not do it perfectly and have our own backs. If your mind knows, hey, if I don't do this in the perfect way, if I don't have the exact results that I wanted, if I post this shit and I don't have 3 million followers or 3,000 followers, or I don't have 100 likes, or I don't speak without making a mistake, then I'm shit and I'm going to beat myself about like beat myself up about it. Then why would yourself who is literally biologically wired to protect you why would it like go forward with it obviously not it's gonna try to save itself from literally being beat up like i want you right now to go to the street go to the corner of the street and pick a fight with someone and say beat me up you probably are not going to allow that and that is what your body and your mind is doing with you that is why you're not completing the the task that you want to get done that is why when you have a project and a, a passion project and you have so much um excitement around it yet you don't do anything about it 
Because what if your brain knows, okay, if she doesn't get the result or if he doesn't get the the result that he wants or that she wants, then they're going to be even meaner to us. So let's prevent them from even starting on this. Let's prevent them. Let's make them low energy. Let's make them overthink. Let's make them procrastinate and be in, uh, in, in paralysis so that they don't start this thing that is equally exciting but equally scary because if it doesn't go their way, then we're going to all feel like shit. So now your brain's just protecting all of you. It's taking it upon itself to protect all of you because it knows when shit doesn't go right, when you're not perfectly consistent, when you don't do things the quote unquote right way, you look at yourself, you blame yourself, you shit on yourself, you pick yourself apart, and you ultimately lower your confidence in yourself, your self-worth in yourself, and your self-trust in yourself. And all that is doing is making sure the next time that you actually don't even go through. You think you get better. You think you don't make a mistake the next time. Oh, beating myself up is saving me from the potential future mistakes that I'm making. No, it's not. It's saving you from potentially ever starting anything that you that you think you would make a mistake in. Now you're going to sit there and you're not going to start anything because you do not want to make a mistake in it. So I'm just going to end here. You cannot hate yourself into change, love, or progress. The things that you actually are looking for, like I said, it seems counterintuitive in our society, but it makes absolute sense. Otherwise, we do not look at a little baby and when they walk and they fall, say, get up, you little shit. Why did you fall? We encourage them. You, you ever see parents with their, with their kids? Their kids can be three, four. Everything they do is yay. Yes. Good job. They're encouraging them. They're literally wiring them, their brains to seek this level of um, validation that what they did was correct for them to do it again. So what do you think you're doing with yourself, with your brain every single time you shit on yourself, you talk negatively to yourself and you beat yourself up for making a small mistake, for things not going the way that you want it to go, or just for things literally outside of your control. You are now wiring yourself for the opposite. You're wiring yourself for fear, you're wiring yourself for shame, and you're wiring yourself for self-hate. And self-hate does not produce the results that we think it does. So thank you guys for coming to <laughs> my TED Talk. But if you're someone, um, if you're someone that struggles with, you know, procrastination, executive dysfunction, um, basically doing the things you said you were going to do. This is something that you could try to implement and to put into your toolbox um, and to really bring it out, especially on those times where you're feeling really down and it's super duper easy for you to um, start lashing out at yourself. So obviously this takes a lot more work. 
Um, and if you're someone that is chronically like this is your cope, coping mechanism, like you're super uptight about certain stuff, like you're super perfectionist, or you just want things to be a certain way, and when it's not, you either blame yourself or blame p- other people around you. Um, you might want to seek support with that because there's also so much studies, and I'll go, I'll do that in the next episode that shows that that leads to so much um, health issues. So once again, um, I love how just by exploring these topics on my podcast, we can see that a lot of these things are intertwined and that everything means, like everything's important. We think mental health is not important. We think uh, overcoming our perfectionism or overcoming our fear or overthinking is not that serious, right? That's what people will say, like, why are you paying for this? Or that's that's like not that serious, but it shows it affects our ability to complete tasks. It affects our happiness. It affects our health. It affects our relationships. It affects all the different aspects of our life. And that is why it's important. That is why it's important for you to heal, for you to grow, for you to evolve and become the person that you want to be and for you to fight the conditioning the unhelpful conditioning that you have internalized that no longer helps you and no longer serves you and serves your highest good so if that is you do not feel any shame for wanting to be better this is natural and this is the new this is the new millennium baby this is what we're all about being healthy wealthy and balanced and i wish that for all of my listeners so if you guys are interested in working with me collaborating with me or even booking me to speak host or narrate um, any one of your projects feel free to shoot me an email or a dm all of the info is going to be in the show notes in the description and for those of you who are interested in doing this type of work building your confidence building your self-esteem building back that trust again in yourself so you can truly do the things you said that you're going to do and progress in your life towards the things that you want. This is exactly the type of work I love to do with my clients and it just so turns out that a lot of my clients want to be online and they're trying to create some sort of platform online. They're either an influencer or a healer um, or just people who have businesses who are now just expanding online and they want to have some sort of self-expression or want to use um, their online platform to grow so if you're one of them um, just feel free to look in the description um, visit my website and you'll have all the information that you need there to make a decision on whether or not you would like to work with me so once again y'all thank you so much for listening and i can't wait to talk to you soon bye <laughs>